My name's Jay Philippi, and I've spent my life in and around the media. TV, radio, the movies, and more. I love them, and I hate them, and I always have an opinion. Call this The View from the Flip Side. One of the great joys of the digital media age is that there are so many more sources of media. The problem is that one of the greatest problems of the digital media age is that there are so many sources of media. Even worse is that they all seem to require a different piece of technology or software to access. Now you spend all your time juggling between applications and boxes instead of enjoying the media that is available. We're going through that right now as the cord-cutting movement takes us into the OTT and streaming video age. Which boxes do you need to get which channels, feeds, streams, services... It's not new, though. We've been living with many of these same issues if you're into music and other forms of audio entertainment. About the time that I think I've found something that I like, another option shows up that doesn't play well with what I have. It's frustrating. So I read with interest that an old friend may be coming back with the intent to solve this very problem. Back in the day, if you asked your favorite digital audio geek friend for a recommendation of which software application to use, my bet is that in the first three or four suggestions would be Winamp. Originally released in 1997, the media player was very popular because of its customizability. It developed a dedicated fan base. Later, corporate owners didn't manage to maintain the quality when Winamp 2 or 3 were released in the early 2000s. Apple's iTunes also put a further dent in the popularity of the application. Well, according to a recent press release, 2019 will see a brand new, all-encompassing version launch. WinAmp 6 is reaching for the stars. The promise is that it will offer a, quoting now, complete listening experience, covering media files you have on your home computer, plus podcasts, files in the cloud, streaming radio stations, even customized playlists. All of your audio, no matter where you get it from, in one place. Plus, it would be built with both mobile and desktop in mind, so that it would be one-stop listening no matter where you are. There are still questions about how they intend to make all this magic happen. Accessing all the different forms through a single access point is an enormous task. If they can make sure that it's secure and easy to set up and use, it could be a game changer. And it could bring a little order to the jumble of modern media life. I swear to you, I keep expecting things to get better for Facebook. With each story about how things continue to burn in the dumpster fire that has been 2018 for the social media monster, I am sure that it will be the last one. Sadly, the opposite is happening. The bad news is increasing and I'm having to touch on multiple mishaps. There's a new lawsuit adding fuel to this fire. Advertisers who use the platform are suing Facebook because the company inflated the numbers on how long users pay attention to video. A couple years ago, there was a lot of talk about a pivot to video. The idea was that since viewers spent so much time watching them, that's where the advertising dollars should go. The average user was watching more videos for longer. Turns out that Facebook had played with the numbers. In simplest terms, they eliminated all the shortest views, those under three seconds. Now they admit they may have miscalculated by up to 80%. The lawsuit finds that number laughably low, putting the miss between 150 and 900 percent. 
Speaking of ads, it appears that spam advertising may have been the cause of the huge data breach that was also recently revealed. This despite the ongoing assurances by the platform that they are working diligently to cleanse themselves of these unclean spirits. All of which is certain to be a significant part of the foundation of a move by major investors to shove Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg to the sidelines. Investing groups representing several states, retirement funds, and major asset management companies that own some big-dollar pieces of Facebook stock have filed a proposal to create a new independent chairman for the company. They state that given the size of the presence in our national life filled by Facebook, it can't be any one man's vision leading the way. A chairman should be tasked with protecting the best interests of the shareholders, the users, and our national interests. It's a tough sell since the Big Z is still the majority shareholder and controls the board. As I've been saying for a while, there are serious questions lurking about how this behemoth is being run. You have to wonder, how much bigger can this dumpster fire get before it burns itself to the ground? I am about to bite off way more than I can chew in this short program, so I beg forgiveness in advance for some very simplistic definitions. Feel free to fill in after I'm done. The future of journalism has been a recurring topic here for years. One exciting new possibility is bringing blockchain technology, the foundation of the modern digital money called cryptocurrency, to journalism. Okay, simplistic definition of blockchain. Think of it as a public record that is checked and verified by many different people before it is permitted to be made permanent. Anything from monetary values to information can be stored on a blockchain. The advantage is that once the whatever is included, it is virtually hack-proof by anyone. A company called Civil Media is trying to bring blockchain and cryptocurrency to the journalistic world as a way to raise funds for the support of the reporting and as a way of restoring trust in the journalism being done. The goal is to sell digital currency. The technical name for that is cryptocurrency, which is based, again, on blockchain technology and is protected through the use of cryptographic code, which makes it more secure. The best-known cryptocurrency is called Bitcoin, which you have probably have at least heard of. Civil Media's cryptocurrency goes by initials, CVL. When you buy CVL, you are A, making an investment, just like buying stocks or bonds, B, investing in journalism startups, and C, getting the ability to vote on the quality of the work being done by those startups. All of that sounds pretty complicated, and the ICO, or Initial Coin Offering by Civil Media, didn't live up to projections. The goal was $8 million, and by the deadline last week, they had only raised $1.4 million. That's the bad news. Investors will be given several options, including moving their investment to a new and simpler offering. The real good news is that Civil Media has already made agreements with 14 newsrooms to receive funding under the system. And those newsrooms, along with four new additions, will be getting a second round of funding in advance of the second ICO. Forbes has also agreed to experiment with the system. All of it creates the opportunity for an exciting future for journalism and the vitally important role it serves in our free society. And that is the best news of all. Call that the view from the flip side. 
The View from the Flipside is written and produced by Jay Philippi. You can follow this program on Twitter at Radio Flipside or visit our website at viewfromtheflipside.com. Thank you.